In this episode, I talk with Lindsay Ringeling, an autism and Tourette's advocate that uses TikTok as a platform to share education and awareness. Welcome to episode 12 of Five Questions, the show where we talk to activists and advocates about the work they do and why they do it. Lindsay, can you tell you a little bit about who you are and some of your backstory? All right, so um, I'm Lindsay Ringling, and I'm a creator on TikTok, uh, the social media platform that I'm sure like everyone has heard of. And I'm a Tourette's and autism activi- activist. And so I was diagnosed with autism and ADHD at a very young age. And my parents um, decided to make the choice to withhold my autism diagnosis because the doctor had... Um, described it as a very high, a very mild case. And so they just didn't want me being labeled. So they withheld it from me. And from a very young age, I never really connected with kids that well or kids my age. I never really made friends that easily. And when I did, I never, I had a hard time keeping them. Uh, And I developed Tourette's, well, motor tics at 12 years old. And for some reason, (laughs) we decided just not to go to a doctor. (laughs) which I don't know why. So for a very long time, I was very confused because there was not a lot of talk about what autism was or about what Tourette's was. (laughs) And so I was very confused as to what was wrong with me. And at 14, I developed vocal tics. And at that point, I was in high school and um, it was not a very good time. There was already a period of a lot of change in my life. And um, it just, it didn't help. And I I was a bit bullied for it. I was a bit harassed for it. There are a lot of rumors about me faking it, about me exaggerating it, making it up for attention. And it really negatively affected me. And so that, at that point, that's when I decided that I really wanted to take away the bias around Tourette's and autism and other disorders and other disabilities because I saw firsthand how they negatively impacted people. Um, I started TikTok this year actually and i started as a joke well everyone says that but i genuinely i had one idea that i wanted to like create i had one video i wanted to create and then i said i'd be done with it but i just got a little bit addicted to it and i started making videos and i never really took it seriously until one of my videos got very big got around 80k likes it got me like 3000 yeah, 3000 followers and that's when i began to take it seriously And then I found this entire autistic community on TikTok, and I realized that this was a place where I could start spreading education and just making aware, spreading awareness in the community. And just, it was just a place for me to create. Could you talk a little bit about your TikToks and what you talk about? I do multiple things on the TikTok, on the TikTok app. Uh, one of the things, my main goal is to get rid of the stigma surrounding disability. I get a lot of times people telling me that I'm so brave and so strong for <laughs> simply being open about my disabilities. And so my main goal over everything I do is to kind of dismantle that idea that um, disabilities is something, a disability is something you should keep secret. A disability is something to be ashamed of. And so I do that with, well, I make jokes for people with like Tourette's and autism, stuff like that, because a lot of times 
content isn't geared towards disabled people. Even content about disabled people isn't geared towards disabled people. Um, so I try and make content and jokes that is geared towards that audience, but also people who are not disabled could learn from. Um, not only that, but I do post educational videos. I talk about symptoms of autism that I don't think are talked about enough. And I have a series, which is one of my, hi, good morning. Good morning, which is one of my most popular series. It's called Talking About Tourette's. And it's just a place where people can ask questions about Tourette's freely without any judgment, without anyone saying, hey, that's a stupid question. Just so all the, like anything that people have in their heads that they want to ask, but they've been too scared to ask people, just a judgment-free zone for them to ask. And I answer as many as I can. It currently has like 31 parts to it. That's one of my biggest series, talking about Tourette's. And I just try and spread positivity surrounding disabilities and um, differences. Now, you also do some activism around something else. Would you like to talk about that? Yes. Um, as of lately, and by lately, I mean like literally a week ago, I started um, talking about missing and murdered indigenous women because my mother is Native American and it's something that the culture is something I hold very deep in my heart very close to me. And there's a, currently a crisis going on in Canada and the United States. Um, indigenous women, Native American women in the First Nations of the United States and Canada are going missing, and the rate of violence against them is astonishing. It's insane. They're being kidnapped and murdered, and it's not really being covered. So I thought that since I have this platform surrounding, um, obviously, Tourette's and autism, I already have this platform, I thought maybe I can spread some awareness and I made a video about it, and that video has just reached 100,000 likes. And I never really meant for it to blow up that big. Hi! But it did, and I'm so glad it did. Um, I made, I decided that once after it blew up, I decided to kind of make a fundraiser for it because I realized that I could do so much more than just talk about it and raise awareness. And the fundraiser has literally been up for just four days, and it already has almost $500. Um, for the Coalition to Stop Violence Against Native Women. And like I said, it was something that's very recent and something I never really meant to be a main focus of mine, but is slowly becoming a main focus of mine. It's slowly becoming more important and more a bigger part of my activism. So, so why choose to continue using TikTok as your platform to share information about these issues? Well, well a lot of people don't take TikTok seriously. Whenever I tell people that I have a TikTok account, uh, they kind of laugh at me. I've been told it's cringy and that it's stupid and that, like, why would I get an account? But the fact of the matter is, it's one of the fastest growing social media platforms currently out there. It's got young people, which are honestly the people I'm targeting. Young people who with impressionable minds who will soak up the information that I'm trying to spread. It's just, it's a large community. It's got teenagers, uh, tweens, like, and it's got adults on there, too. It's just, it's one of the fastest growing platforms. It's really easy to use, easy to navigate, and easy to spread. Um, so that's why I use it, even though there is a bit of a bias surrounding it. I mean, that's how I found out about you. I saw some of your videos there and kind of looked through. And uh, so that's how I discovered your page and how you are involved in these issues. So certainly a, a wide array of younger people. Exactly. Yeah. There's all sorts of people on it. There's a diverse audience, although once again, it is geared towards young people. Mm -hmm. I have people who comment saying that I um, help them understand their kids with my um, educational videos, 
which is weird because I'm like, if you have kids, that means you're a whole adult. <laughs> so um, it definitely has a vast array of audience and a lot of people on the app. Thank you for sharing all that. Now, could you talk about some of the difficulties and issues that you encounter in your activism work? Or we've talked a little bit about how using TikTok has got some backlash from some of your peers, but are there other areas of difficulty you've encountered? Good morning. Um, so definitely, like I said, there is a bias around TikTok. A lot of people don't take it seriously, despite the fact that it is a huge social media platform. But one of the biggest, um, <laughs> one of the biggest bias, not biases, but obstacles I think I face in spreading activism surrounding um, disabilities is the preconceived notion that to be disabled means to be miserable. That is something that a lot of people subconsciously think, and that's a lot of things. That's something that society perpetuates every day, just through subtle things. The idea that if you're disabled, you're inherently miserable, and so I feel like that's why a lot of people think that I'm so brave and stuff for just merely talking about it. And so I have a lot of people who think that I'm faking it because I don't hate myself for <laughs> being autistic and having Tourette's. I have a lot of people who just don't take me seriously because obviously I don't have it bad enough because I'm not miserable. And I just don't think that that should be like a requirement for being disabled. I don't think that this expected hatred of oneself should come with that. And um, definitely a lot of internet trolls is another thing I deal with. Uh, a lot of people who think it's funny to pick on someone for something they cannot control. I had one video that basically um, discouraging the use of the word, like the R word, the word retard. I don't know if that's bad to say on your thing or if you're going to have to beat that out. I don't know. Um, <laughs> but uh, the use of that slur, because it is considered a slur by the autistic community. I condemned the use of that in one of my videos and it blew up. It got The video got very popular and I turned off the comments because it was just getting annoying and I had people duetting me just calling me that word over and over again when I'd stated in the video that I was autistic. And it was just like harassment, basically, and just a bunch of people who think it's funny to pick on somebody because it's over the internet. Because obviously it doesn't matter that much if you can't see them face to face. And um, obviously, if, oh, if I'm autistic, then I'm an easy target. And just a lot of internet trolls who think it's funny to just be mean Thank you, Lindsay, for being on this episode of Five Questions. I appreciate you taking the time out of your day to talk with me. Did you have any closing thoughts you'd like to share? Like like I said, my main goal with all of this, everything that I do, is just trying to get rid of that bias about disabilities, that it's something to be ashamed of, that it's supposed to be a whisper in the dark, that being disabled is a bad word. Like, not being disabled is a bad word, but the word disa disabled is a bad word. I have people go, oh, so you're, and then they get whispery. They're like, oh, you're disabled or something like that. That's my main goal in everything I do is just to um, get rid of that bias and make people feel more comfortable in themselves. I get a lot of messages of people telling me that me simply talking about it makes them feel more comfortable. And if only talking about it can do that, just like, it's just really nice to know that there's some just no I'm stumbling um it's just really nice to know that I have some sort of impact just by being open about it and I just hope I'm inspiring other people to be open about it 
Well, that's it for this episode. You can find me on Twitter at MikeyBivs and tweet about the show if you have a particular cause or activist that you would like to hear from. Let me know.